Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. This morning, fear thou not. I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41.10 It was not long after the passing of the time in 1844 that my first vision was given me. I was visiting a dear sister in Christ whose heart was knit with mine. Five of us, all women, were kneeling quietly at the family altar. While we were praying, the power of God came upon me as I had never felt it before. I seemed to be surrounded with light and to be rising higher and higher from the earth. I turned to look for the Advent people in the world, but I could not find them. And a voice said to me, look again and look a little higher. At this I raised my eyes and saw a straight and narrow path cast up high above the world. On this path, the Advent people were traveling toward the city. I related this vision to the believers who had full confidence that it was from God. The Spirit of the Lord attended the testimony, and the solemnity of eternity rested upon us. An unspeakable awe filled me, and I so young and feeble, could be chosen as the instrument by which God would give light to his people. In the second vision, which soon followed the first, I was shown the trials through which I must pass, and that it was my duty to go and relate to others what God had revealed to me. I prayed earnestly for several days, far into the night, that this burden might be removed from me to lay upon someone more capable of bearing it. But the light of duty did not change. My Savior declared me to be his messenger. Your work, he instructed me, to bear my word. My spirit and my power shall be with you. It is the Lord that giveth the messages. I do not write expressing merely my own ideas. They are what God has opened before me in vision, the precious rays of light shining from the throne. Here we read about Ellen's first vision, and I believe it reinforced their understanding of the early Advent believers that they came to after being so disappointed that Christ had actually began the final aspect of the plan of salvation revealed in the sanctuary, most holy place. It was not what they thought was going to happen at that time, but they began to understand. And then Ellen's vision reinforced that truth. You see, where the repented, the most holy place was where the repented sins of God's people had been accumulating in the form of records and their condition and experience entered the final phase of becoming transformed into his likeness 
as he intercedes and we begin to walk in accordance with his law, which is now written on our hearts through the guidance of his spirit freely given when we ask for him. Our path shineth more and more into the perfect day during this last leg of our journey of restoration. For those who will avail themselves of the tools that he has provided. But even this final phase has an end. I believe that end comes when the last person who can be helped is helped. When that point comes, coincidentally or not, the events of earth also reveal that the ones who have refused and are finally completely void of restraining and the influence of the spirit I don't think I read my note right. I wrote this down here. I said that, okay, so at the same time that the last person is helped, the ones who won't be helped, I'll just say it, the ones who won't be helped begin to reveal the spirit that they are um, filled with. It's not the spirit of God. They're set free to do their final work. I believe God's restraining, restrains them until the last one who will be helped is helped. And then when he... Uh, removes his restraint because they won't be helped. He just removes his restraint and lets them, the final events will unfold fast. And it seems that we're almost to that point, don't you think? With all the things happening in the world, all of the different struggles to understand the King of the North and whether <clears throat> the King of the North experience can actually happen in the Sixth Plague. Um, uh, that's just a whole different talk. But um, there are beautiful promises given to encourage and strengthen our, in our verse today. Isaiah 41.10 is so comforting and reassuring. He says, I'm with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Here we are, just like the children of Israel before entering into the promised land. And they refused to believe what God told them. They didn't think they could stand against the enemy and so they did they had to go back in the wilderness 40 years you know the final time is coming here we're not going to have the option to go back into the wilderness we kind of had to go have our back in the wilderness experience jesus could have come when philadelphia was fully formed and they believed in him he approved their experience in 1844 in 1888 they had an opportunity to receive the final movement and be saved. He could have come, I think, in like 1893 or something like that. But they did not believe and they did not cooperate. So here, this last time, there's not going to be any going back into the wilderness. It's going to go through and be finished. Why do I say that? Because people are so hardened uh, that when they finally refuse any restoration work of the Holy Spirit. They refuse God's hand of help and assistance. They, His Spirit will leave them and they're sealed because how we are sealed, we're so settled into our set of beliefs that we cannot be moved. Then we're sealed. So in a way, we're the ones who decide when that final day will come. When the last person who will be helped is helped, God removes his restraining power on those who won't be helped. And the last movements are rapid. And um, 
there is like this last worldwide test of loyalty to God that will be played out. And it reveals to all the unlocking universe, all the life forms on all the other planets, all the angels, all the people who are watching this whole uh, great controversy between Christ and his angels and Satan and his angels to see whether Satan spoke any truth at all. It will be revealed that he did not and that uh, God is loyal and they will see played out on our planet um, the, to separate the loyalties of each one and let it be seen who is on the Lord's side. It involves the mark of authority and seal of both God and Satan. Now, Satan has worked through the papacy, as we know, and God has worked through his righteousness and his principles, through his spirit, to make tools available to us. So the mark and authority and seal of the beast against the mark of authority and seal of God, this will be the deciding factor, and this will be through a law that the beast will try to enforce uh, worship of Sunday. Um, the day of worship of the sun and the sun god, which is the trinity and Nimrod and the papacy. And those who um, will refuse to fall into line with that law and who are loyal to God under persecution and the threat of death will receive God's seal and be safe to go through the plagues in the time of trouble. He'll seal us before the plagues fall. We'll be safe. And they will be delivered from the um, those who will be trying to kill us. They will set a, a day, a death decree will be set. And because Rome has changed God's times and laws, they changed Sabbath to Sunday, and they changed the time of a new day. God said an evening and a morning is a new day. Rome says that a new day begins at midnight. And so that's when their law will go into effect at midnight. It will be at midnight when God's people are delivered from that death decree and the book by the voice of God. But uh, man's rest day is a mark of the authority of Rome. They say so. They just say so very clearly. And it reveals why he thinks that he should be honored, okay, his day of worship. And uh, there will be enforcement when God's people will honor him under persecution and threat of death and be delivered. And that's how it will be revealed to the world and all who follow God and who doesn't. So once again, that promise, Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed. I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Isaiah 41.10, this time is directly ahead of us, brothers and sisters. We believe God's promise. He will take us through. No matter how small and deformed and defective we are, He's going to seal us and take us through. We trust in him. Let's obey him under any threat of death. Let's close with prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and that you will bring us through. Help us to be like Joshua and Caleb and trust and believe in you. I pray for these brothers and sisters who are here with me today, that they will strengthen themselves and separate from the world and all that it entails and become your own peculiar treasure. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me today, brothers and sisters. God bless you. Let your experience with him today be one of trust and obedience. And tomorrow morning we're going to read about the testimony of Jesus. I'll see you in the morning.